0: Hey Miguel,
1: Miguel, are you what? Ready? John? Yeah, <laughs> man. What, what are you
0: doing?
1: Hmm. Uh, mm. nothing. Just uh, mm. just getting this crate ready for a uh, pickup. Yeah. What? What's all that banging about? Mm. Oh, nothing, John. So, mm. uh
0: are we ready to do this show? Where, where's Ed? Where, where, where is
1: he? I, I I don't know. He he he's, he's indisposed, John. He's just indisposed. It looks like it's just you and me. It's just you and me.
0: Whoa, whoa! Are you sure? Just you and me? Like, do you want to maybe
1: reschedule? You seem uh, no, trust me. Once I get this done, it'll be fine.
0: All right. So uh, let's just start the show. If you say so. All right. I'll get it ready
1: be continued a fanboy podcast please follow us on twitter and facebook you can also catch us on the various platforms such as itunes TuneIn, stitcher and our newly minted youtube channel that's to be continued a fanboy podcast.com don't forget to like and subscribe i'm getting to that please remember to like and subscribe and as always a five-star rating is appreciated to Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. fun. And we are going to have a lot of fun because today, uh, this is a two-man aircraft. As I always like to say whenever, whenever I'm co-piloting with John here. Uh, oh, yeah. As you uh, may or may not have heard, it Ed, uh, Ed is indisposed. Uh, dun, dun, dun. he might have been disposed for all we know <laughs> what <laughs> did, what did uh, say, say uh say say john yeah uh, who uh
0: whose chopper is this uh it's not a it's not a motorcycle it's a chopper <laughs> <laughs> well, whose chopper is this ed ed's. who's ed ed's dead baby ed's
1: dead <laughs> so, yes, it's just going to be John and me today, uh, uh, riffing, uh, oh, yeah. uh, shooting the excrement, as it were. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that kind of language here in Pancake Studios. Uh, so, what is uh... this, a
0: science experiment?
1: <laughs> so, we've got, uh, we've got a lot to cover from our last episode. Um, what's funny is, is that when me and Ed were deciding to, to come in and then record for today, originally... Oh yeah. Uh, it was going to be like, well, there's nothing to cover, so let's just do a riff show. Let's just riff on some stuff. Let's, you know, inject a, you know, some more comedy elements or something. We, you know, we didn't really know what we were going to come in and then lo and behold, boom 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 story 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 stuff we got to talk about. Um I wish I could be talking with Ed, no offense, John.
0: That's okay. Because I, John know, is a busy as... John's
1: a busy guy doing a lot of different projects. And he doesn't really get a chance to always like be on the up and up of like everything, especially yeah, you, what we're into.
0: You guys are on the pulse of the the pop culture news, right? And Me you're and working till two
1: a.m. in the morning Sometimes, with people, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> so yeah, who yeah. has the time for that stuff? So it's completely understandable. But I always like, um, I gotta be honest, I'm getting rid of you, Ed. <laughs> if you hear this message, you <laughs> we, are the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but, um, uh, I like working with John because, because he's so, um, his reactions are of, um, the, the average person is like, you know, so I don't know all the friggin ins and out of this thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, so, um, I, I find that interesting. I find that a lot of fun. I hope anyone at home finds it fun too. If you're, if you are that type of person or if you're the hardcore and you just want to know what the normies are thinking, man, exactly,
0: the normies, <laughs> the normie
1: millennial. <laughs> so, um. We're gonna get through uh, these stories, and we're just gonna uh, 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 we're just gonna chat, we're just gonna riff, and we're just gonna have some fun here today. So, all right, okay. So, um, I think the biggest story, the tempest in a teapot that resolved itself in the most abrupt, weird way. Oh yeah, is of course the story that's you know how was it like close to two months of Spider Man is out of the MCU and. everything's in a tailspin I hate Sony I hate Disney Uh, you know Sony uh, Spider-Verse Spider-Man only universe what is Marvel uh, gonna do what's the nature of the deal everyone online becoming a getting a business degree and being able to tell everyone else how these, uh, (laughs) these these deals are and all the rest and then sorry everybody <laughs> it's Colin Mulligan on that one. He's staying in. The, he's staying in the MCU for right now. Right. We're getting two more movies out of Tom Holland. Um, I mean, it was a roller coaster. It was right. a roller coaster. Now, John, uh, like, uh, I don't know how close you paid attention to how this was was resolved.
0: Well, you know, from the last podcast where we talked about this, I thought it kind of was done. The negotiations were over, and like they were just kind of like, oh shoot, this is this is a sucky situation. Uh, no one's getting a good deal, so they're moving away. Um, and the fans so, are taking it
1: up the bunghole.
0: And and the fans are up in arms, as they should be, because uh, everyone loves Tom Holland, everyone loves Spider-Man, and yes, th- the home should be with the MCU, except in the business sense, right. uh, you know, Sony was at a disadvantage. Uh, you know, Disney owns everything. You know, <laughs> yes. Disney has everything. So... It was a good, nice surprise when Miguel the other night was like... Spider-Man's back and he's going to be in the in the movies I'm like what the, wait, I thought the negotiations were over and everyone's sad and crying and that their like puppy died or something you know? <laughs> I
1: know. yeah I mean it's it is kind of funny how especially us the fans we're just so emotionally involved yeah and it, it, you say yeah. it is like someone's like some, it's like no your puppy didn't die <laughs> yeah two giant corporations <laughs> came to blows almost over almost killed your a, puppy sh- yeah almost but not really <laughs> so there is a I do there's a whole angle on that where it's just like the weird love hate of these corporations where I mean, I mean, personally I'm on the side that we should be skeptical of corporate power on all levels at any time. Of course. Um, At the same time, you have these people who, I mean, it's just like hatred. I hope Sony burns to the ground! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, guys, you don't no, own no. stock in either of these things. Yeah, yeah. So just let it go. The
0: thing is, is um, correct me if I'm wrong, Miguel. They <laughs> oh, already, I will. They've already had an agreement, and everything was cool. It was Disney that decided they wanted more after the success of yeah. the Spider-Mans. They said, wait, 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 hold up. Here's a new contract. We want this. We want more. So in that sense, you know, you have to kind of feel bad for Sony. A little bit.
1: I do think that there was way too much on the fan side, you know, giving Disney, you know, a lot more slack than they gave Sony and not even wanting to see where the sony side sony was coming from yeah. you know as a, as a as a corporate entity as you know what they had been through for the last few years so you know, well, you know they what? wouldn't be open to that you you know it's like they had already been kicked around they've already got financial issues and then right. having that they they wouldn't have been open to giving more now the flip side is that you know, the argument can be made, obviously, that, look, Feige and Marvel Studios, a subsidiary of Disney, are what salvaged the Spider-Man franchise for Sony. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones doing the work, even if Sony's putting up the money. And they just simply they were like this. And then the story of what the deal was changed. Now, this I don't know how much we've paid attention, John, but they've said stuff like, "Here, oh, the truth is, it wasn't a fifty percent. It was always a twenty-five, asking for twenty-five percent. And even I'm still unclear. Again, if it is twenty-five percent of of buy, buying into Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and that's it. In other words, a MCU-based Tom Holland film that now Disney will get. 25% of the profits from... Because they put 25% of the yeah, money into they're it.
0: they're financing and... Or
1: is this the across-the-board deal where it is 25% of Tom Holland's Spider-Man films and 25% of Tom Hardy's Venom, 25% of the Into the Spider-Verse sequel, <laughs> their Madame Web movie that apparently they're moving on with, Morbius, and on and on and on. I don't... I, I honestly don't know. Um... But the key thing that came out this week is—I don't know if you paid attention—is the fact that, as much as whatever corporate shenanigans and back and forth with the lawyers, I, I assume in negotiations, that apparently Tom Holland was a gigantic factor. Now, when the news broke, um, Holland and Kevin Feige—they there they was this video. Four. Yeah, they did this video, <laughs> and like Holland did seem to be like. Co- t- towing a bit of the corporate Sony line. And then what we learn is that he actually apparently went to the, the head of Disney, he went to Iger and Tom Rothman, Sony's head honcho and basically like told them, look, there's this giant uproar. The fans absolutely do not want my Spider-Man out of the MCU. And Apparently, he even may have leveraged against Sony, Tom Rothman, um, uh this Nathan Drake Uncharted film he was supposed to be doing for them, and may have said like, "I'll pull out if you don't." Which again is a, is a, is something that Sony could not afford to lose. This, and they don't, and I don't think they would have wanted to like move forward if Holland wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, which led to me and me and Ed joking, like just like Tom Holland, just coming in and solving every situation, no matter what, you know, it's like You're a real Peter, Peter Parker. Man. Yeah. like, yeah. Hey, Mr. Mr. Rothman, listen, I really think that you should uh, re- reconsider this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not good for the fans, man. <laughs> you know, and then suddenly it's just like, you know, it's like, uh, listen, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, I think we can all come to an agreement here. All sides, we can agree that possibly. <laughs> Mr. Net- Mr. Mr. Netanyahu, the Palestinian Authority, and you could probably, you know, stand to, you know, give up a little on each side, I think. You know, people, we just want everyone to come together. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I we've I renamed Tom Holland the negotiator. <laughs>
0: The yes.
1: Negotiator. Yes. Not to be confused with the Priceline negotiator,
0: William Shatner.
1: <laughs> William Shatner. I, for all we know, though, that's who he he was uh, uh, interning under. <laughs> you know, he he had he he like you know he shows up at Shatner's house and is like, "I need show me the way." <laughs> sure, chummy.
0: You know. If you're if you're as young as you claim you are, why do you look like me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: <coughs> um, so I I mean, hey, look, I'm all for it. Here's what here's one thing I am going to say, and I've repeated this a few times on the show, and I just want to say it again. Whatever any I may personally feel about how I I'm not super crazy about, about half of Marvel's output. I will always say that. I don't give a shit what you fans of the Mar- you Marvel zombies, what you think. Yeah. Too bad. I have earned the right to say this because I have probably been reading and a fan of these characters longer than well, probably most of you have been alive. Sorry to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> I'm old school. Oh, I'm old school. Okay? And I feel that about half of their output is okay, maybe, mediocre, best, you know. Yeah. No outright terrible movies, but, you know, half the time I end up going, I'll probably never watch that again. Mm-hmm. That said, you can't take Feige's success away from him. No, Obviously, in in, in building this and and, and shaping this 22-plus movie empire, but on top of that, just the keen mind, I still feel to this day That the ending of Far From Home was designed by Feige to be something where it left Sony in the lurch if they pulled out. That he knew it's like, look, the first one, I think he knew. the I, I, you know, I think it's a case of a, there was a poison pill there.
0: This cliffhanger is so crazy. If you don't do this movie. Right. You guys are going to get burnt down. It's
1: what could they do? I have Mm -hmm. I have a real definite feeling that during the period where it was called off that Sony had some creative people, writers, directors, they pulled them in. How can we spin this? Yeah. How can we? Okay, here's what Marvel gave us to end with. We want to continue with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. What are the most palatable? How can we? How can we turn this around? How can we use any of this? And I think no matter what they came up with, it was subpar, or w- they would have been a backlash for the fans, or was too far out. It's like, ah, oh, um, we'll make, we'll just start making Tom Holland movies, and we'll say it's from another universe. Well, how are we gonna explain that? How are we gonna do that? How are we gonna? How can we use any of these other characters? Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Everything about the way that ended, ended in a way that it could only be resolved with... In the MCU. In the MCU. Mm -hmm. And, you know... uh, Kudos, Kevin. You knew what you were doing.
0: spun a good web.
1: (laughs) I will hurt you, John. I will hurt you if you make a pun like that again. (laughs) But, um, look, I'm happy. I think that this... uh, I think the the director uh, John Watts is also a part of it. I think that they knew that he was part of why that those two films were so successful, and they want to bring him back. I think he was unhappy. I don't think he would have wanted to make anything without a Spider Man uh, MCU connection. Where does this go going forward? I don't know, because again, we you know that cliffhanger begs a lot of questions. You want to see how that resolves itself. This deal is also for one more MCU, uh, other franchise film where he will appear, I guess, to be determined later. My assumption at this point is they will save him for um, an Avengers film, another Avengers type team up. And I don't think this is the end. There's The other part is that it seems to be, uh, when you're reading a lot of this stuff online, it seems to be.
0: Oh, yeah. Is there, is there a new Avengers damage control?
1: Oh, no, no. That's a – is it a VR, like, uh, ride thing? It's something oh. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not – but um, I... sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I Miguel told me last
0: night what uh, well, the we're topics covering. were, so I just like googled like you know Sony MCU deal, and I googled uh, what you know and whatever's in other the stuff. news comes up. Yeah. So then like just the first couple headlines, I just like read like a couple things, and then I s- s- quickly saw Avengers Damage Control, and I'm like, oh wait, is that like a whole new like series <laughs> of yeah. Avenger movies
1: MCU's gonna do? Spider Man? No, 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 no. Um, I uh I hope that what this means, and I do think that they were under time constraints for contracts for stuff like John Watson and other things, and hey, look, they want to get that movie out as soon as possible and line all their ducks in a row and what the connections are to the wider MCU. I think that this is an interim deal. I think that what we are going to see is we'll, in a few months, we'll get another update and it will be not just those two films. I, I have a strong feeling it'll be like Tom Holland is back for a, his third Spider film. And, oh, hey, we've extended the contract for two more solos and two more appearances in, you know, in MCU, you know, movies.
0: What's the movie? Sorry, my brain's not working. No but there's, a, there's an MCU movie coming out in uh, 21. Is that the next Spider-Man film?
1: I, th- I, Ooh, you're wrong. right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to
0: read something about that too. Yeah, Well, yeah. that's one
1: of the things they did have the spot. Time I think line, they, right? kind of, I think they had a bunch of spots oh, already picked out.
0: They had a 4th of July 21 for Spider-Man. Right. And they, now they're pushing it back because this one month of negotiations. Right. Well, So uh, you love how like uh, <laughs> Disney's rubbing it in their face because we had to negotiate for two longer weeks <laughs> we pushed the whole goddamn <laughs> timeline back
1: which is not which is not too dissimilar from when Spidey came in there yeah because they pushed back a whole bunch of you know they rearranged schedules back then too when suddenly it's like oh Spider-Man's available and we're putting him in. We're putting him in civil war, and we're fast tracking his solo film, and you know Black Panther and Captain Marvel. All that got that that did happen Because too. of Sony, we're pushing this movie back ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland
0: will be forty five by the time. <laughs> They'll be indistinguishable from Toby McGuire.
1: <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> uh, I do wonder if this now also extends because I do think Sony did come out with some other things. I'm not going to be surprised if there were are stronger links between those Sony, Sony sort of Marvel Studios films that are separate from the MCU, but they'll be able to now make more explicit connections and maybe have some more crossovers. Right. And I I gotta say, um, you tell me, I mean, while Venom did very well and the box office, it was not critically well received. Yeah. Um, Spider-Verse did good, but yeah. it wasn't a billion-dollar movie. But, you know, hey, one, Academy Award-winning films, uh, you know, everyone's best-of lists and for the year. it's
0: animated,
1: too. I am not going to be surprised if the Into the Spider-Verse sequel includes... MCU. Um, yeah, Tom Holland in some way. As a the, voiceover. As a, as a voice ca- as himself, as but, but appearing animated. And I honestly also you mentioned toby i think the greatest thing they could do for an into the spider verse sequel is,
0: bring is to bring them all back bring them all, all back, the them Spider-Man, all back. Have
1: spiderman yeah yeah have 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 tom have toby have have andrew garfield yes. you know and you know put them in it put cool. have him in an adventure with miles and and <laughs> and and, and spider gwen and you know just you know have you know have have fun with it. I think that, you know, which is in the nature of that franchise, the into the spider versus. Yeah. An it's, it's animated. It's fun. It's breezy, but also covers some things that I think, um, I think Honestly, as we could.
0: Into the Spider-Verse is the best Sony Spider-Man Into I've the ever.
1: Spider-Verse, in a lot of people's estimations, is the best Spider-Man movie, period. It might
0: be, but Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man. Is Obviously, made great. Him more money and made it's a lot great. more money, yeah, yeah. So I put them almost neck to oh. neck. I would put Tom Holland just above it, mm-hmm. but definitely the best thing Sony's ever done with Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Now, mm-hmm. uh, tra- um, taking a transition into something else, I don't know if you've seen this or not. But um, similar to that is what's going on in the CW's DC TV shows with this Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, John, I don't know if you're aware of that, is a legendary title from DC. It was their big... Uh, cross-continuity uh, yeah. crossover from the 80s when I was a kid.
0: And it's like updating all the characters. Right, and it was the
1: story leading to how that continuity reboot was happening. Yeah. And one of the things is they're adapting it for the CW, basically multiverse, just like Spider-Verse. Let's bring in all these different versions. So and Now
0: we're going to have Superman interacting with Batman. Well, we're
1: going to have multiple yeah. Supermans because we're apparently getting Tyler's Superman, who is uh, the CW's Superman on Supergirl. Tom Welling Tom Wong's coming back. And and Brandon Routh and Brandon Routh is appearing as a version of Superman known as the Kingdom Come version of Superman and you're not familiar you with know, Kingdom Come. I might Come. I
0: might get some flack from your, you know, your <laughs> your Go.
1: friends, uh, but I love
0: that that Smallville's Lex Luthor. I thought he was a good teenager. Uh, John, young, the
1: best parts was. of Smallville was always Rosenbaum That's and his, name, uh, his right? father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was, it was always Lex and Lionel on that show. The Glover, yeah. Glover yeah. and Rosenbaum. Those two guys are phenomenal performers. Are they coming I, back too? No. Oh, <laughs> Rosenbaum actually put out a tweet where he basically shit all over it because he basically was like, Hey, I know everyone's asking me if I'm going to, here's the truth. They asked me to do it, but they were going to pay me almost nothing. They didn't give me a script. And if I was going to do it, I had to, like, leave immediately. He was like, none of this is good. He was like, none of this is good. Now, you know how much I shit on the CW shows, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and see, yet, they're I doing...
0: Think, I think uh, your first podcast... Oh, yes, yes. Well... Your first podcast you keep, you keep, You keep...
1: You keep... We will never reveal why that is, and John always brings it up. But we're never going to do that. What would you say about Supergirl? Uh, we're not going to get into it. Anyway... So um, they're doing that with like, you know, similar Spider-Verse having all the versions. And, you know, one of the big things out there now is there's a picture of Brandon Routh in this pretty good. I mean, the CW's costumes, um, for the most part, are pretty good. Um, There are some characters who look like absolute crap, without a doubt. Uh, but for like the big names, Green Arrow, Flash, they they look pretty good. And here they have Superman, and they're doing Brandon Routh as the older, gray-haired um, Superman uh, with the black uh, uh, field uh, S, and it looks ripped right out of the page. He looks good. I've always liked Brandon Routh. Um, I think he got a raw deal uh, personally because Singer's his that Superman Returns movie is just it's boring, it's lifeless. It's, um, and it's not because it retreads the Donner films. Uh, it retreads the Donner films in the wrong way. You could absolutely have done a good Donner reboot film and kept all of that, kept the music, kept the styling just updated for today. But st- that movie is boring. It's just boring. Um, but he's there. I think he looks really, really good. Everyone's going crazy about it now. Ask me, John, Miguel, are you going to watch the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, crossover on CW?
0: Miguel, are you going to watch the Crisis crossover on uh, the CW?
1: Hell fucking no. <laughs> Never. Not if you paid me.
0: Really? I mean, I, even though you know it's going to be a train wreck, but can't you help but not watch a train wreck?
1: I No, I'm one of those people. I can. You
0: can. not You know what? I know this train wreck is about to happen. I'm going to enjoy this coffee.
1: <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. I, that doesn't, my name is Paul and that shit's between y'all. I, <laughs> know I, I, no, I, I th- those shows have never been good, <sighs> which is a shame because like Ralph, there are some real, there are some good performers on those shows and there's some really mediocre performers, but mm-hmm. the writing has always been absolute crap the 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 way that they formulate these characters is crap the presentation on so many like, you know again i always i'm sorry if you out there and you enjoy those shows hey good for you i don't and i personally think that f- many fans are just it's my personal opinion i'm sorry they give it a pass powers and costumes i get a weekly show that gives me powers and costumes and as long as i get that i'm um, they're satisfied yeah, and they and they always wave off. It's like ah, it's not. Uh. It's like well, if you people admit that it's not good, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm just not. And you know, I gave them their shots. <laughs> I gave them long yeah. periods. I watched seasons of those shows. And no, no, done, gone. Not, not, not gonna. Not you gonna
0: give it that. the the old five episode
1: test. Some me, some even more. Man, Flash had its hooks into me. Flash had its hooks into me, and I, uh, I kept going. And it's got to get better, right? It's got to be- get better. And then eventually, I was like, "Oh, it's not. It is always going to be this convoluted, poorly written nonsense." I
0: keep throwing back to past shows, but let me let me guess who I am. So let me get this straight: you have a vision of of an enemy that's powered gates your own. And your girlfriend is in trouble or whatever. And then you meet this powerful character.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get a little uh, yeah. I get a little testy. I get a little testy. I definitely get a little testy. I can't help it. Um, uh, but I have a sense of humor about it. That's no, the- it's great. I loved it. I loved it.
0: <laughs> no, I think the only CW, not, not the only, but I gave Gotham a little bit of a chance. I thought that was okay. But I only saw the first season, though. I didn't.
1: I always, you know what? People were like, oh, Gotham's second season was better. And I always preferred the first season. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. It was more grounded. It wasn't as wacky. It wasn't as, you know, I felt had better, more teeth, I felt but, but a lot like, of people look, the looked, tone was
0: overall serious.
1: Yeah. You know, my mom liked that show. My mom, my mom very much, um, enjoyed, um, Gotham and the characters and the people. Um, but you know that's the time we're living when like even your moms are like like into this crap because it's all over the place. It's like there's no there's no there's no hiding from. There's it. no escape. There's absolutely no escape. Now, moving on to our next subject, um this links up a little bit possibly with our first story about Spider-Man. So, again, me and Ed are like, "Ah, there's nothing to cover. We're not going to talk about anything." And like, "Bing! Hey, Spider-Man's back in the MCU." And then Here's a picture of Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. Bing! Kevin Feige is producing a Star Wars film for Lucasfilm. Which is like, okay. now, Which Disney owns. Which Disney owns.
0: This ties it all back together.
1: Right. But even more is that, you know, Sony's whole thing for their excuse, remember, for pulling, was like, well, Kevin Feige is too busy. They've just got the Fox characters back. They got the X-Men and the Fantastic Four he's going to be too busy doing this. So, you know, you know, if, if Kevin can't handle doing, you know, Spider-Man in the schedule, we're going to have to pull him. Okay. And a lot of people's like, oh, that's BS. That's BS. Kevin. And the suddenly it's like, oh, Kevin is also now producing a Star Wars movie. So in a way, Sony kind of wasn't lying <laughs> because let's look at this. Um, this, I think this story is a springboard for a, a, a wider discussion about stuff. Is there only one Kevin Feige, or is there like a series of clones? Does he have robots?
0: You know, it's like it's like Hans Zimmerman, you know, who does all the scoring for a lot of these movies. Hans Zimmer. Hans, Hans Zimmer. Hans
1: Zimmerman <laughs> is unfortunately is a composer. He is a composer who had some legal composer. who had some legal issues in Florida. No, uh, no, yeah, Han, no, yeah. but no, you're saying, no, like no. Hans Zimmer? Yeah, he's very ubiquitous. He's, he's like he's in demand. Yeah, but.
0: It's obviously not just him. He has a team. He he uh, delegates things mm-hmm. out to partners or underlings. Right. But they'll still attach his name at the end credit,
1: <laughs> right. even if he didn't and, uh, yeah, have 100 yeah. percent of the input into yeah, it. Yeah. But still, John, let's look at what like the like past like year and a half or whatever has been for Feige. I mean, he's still he's still on all cylinders with these movies, right? And, you know, we got, I don't know, I don't want to call them necessarily gambles, but, you know, we're now, we're now way deep into the weeds of no one knows who these characters are. Okay. Uh, Eternals. Shang-Chi. This is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Iron fist. Well, yeah, 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 um, yeah it's, it's... we're getting into we're getting into that like okay how much but he's also still producing a captain marvel sequel we're still getting a black panther sequel um we're getting that black widow solo film and then on top of that they're sort of making a handful of like what six to eight hour long movies with these disney plus shows and that's all under his umbrella. This isn't like Marvel TV entertainment anymore. This is all under the, um, the official umbrella of Marvel Studios.
0: MCU should be synonymous with Kevin Feige. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like, when you say MCU, you mean Kevin Feige. Right. And
1: it's just crazy for one guy to, to oversee all of that. Right. Yeah. And the question then becomes, what? What's? where's the breaking point for this man? When does Kevin Feige get arrest? Because, like, in all seriousness... um. Now he's taking on a Lucasfilm movie. He's doing a Star Wars film. There are no details exactly what it's going to be, and like this leads to some other questions because, you know, okay, I always assumed that at some point within the next, you know, five seven years or something, I always expected Feige to get kicked up further up the corporate ladder into in the Disney Corporation. You know, whether like right under Alan Horn or, you know, Iger as a successor, I absolutely could see him that. And then you get into a situation where now having been kicked up, what happens to Marvel Studios? Now there's a question of some people are going like, well, well, that's odd. Star Wars movie. Are they trying to tell Kathleen Kennedy something? Now, I don't I think I don't think Kathleen Kennedy is on the edge I don't think she's about to be fired or anything. And I don't have anything against Kathleen Kennedy, unlike some Star Wars fans. But it, this is an interesting move to, for Disney to say, we're, here we're going to. Oh, you are going
0: to work together.
1: Well, more it's like, hey, Kevin, you already have a full workload. Hey, would you mind doing something else? <laughs> You've already got like umpteen different projects that are coming down the pike in this. And it's not like a limited, it's like this is Marvel Studios. They've got. Everything that's on that is scheduled to happen now. There's still more to happen after that, and then after that, and then after that. Um
0: So he's only on to do one, one at this point.
1: Yeah, but come on, you know, you know he's that the fr- a franchise is always what the, these things are about.
0: When, once Kevin does one, and, right, and it and it and makes, makes bank. and it makes uh, MCU money, right they're going to have them do gonna four a, or five more.
1: Yeah, they're going to be like, "Hey, produce find exactly mm-hmm. exactly." And then you start going like, "Well, what's going on over at Lucasfilm?" And maybe Lucasfilm does need something to shake it up. To lot. shake it up um and I mean this in a wider sense. I'm not one of these guys who like hates on the Star Wars movies that are out yeah. now. I I'm, I'm on pins and needles. You know, from for... my f- millennial 5-minute research, it seems like
0: <laughs> the sentiment amongst the fans is that they're they're not too happy with how star wars is turning out i think that
1: there are a lot of there are very loud critics but the money is still like like you know solo is the only one and then look at what that was a production like fiasco and honestly you know anyone can go and listen to our 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 podcast or just watch it watch it watch solo that's not a bad movie
0: no it's not a bad movie and by no that's not a train wreck
1: it's a lot of fun um, is it as good as it could have been? But I heard that there was a lot of reshoots and yeah. A lot well, of that was the whole. That was the of, that uh, was the fiasco nature of it. Yeah. And I don't think the finished project like belies this. Like, oh, this terrible movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's pretty good. And in fact, maybe to tell you the truth, maybe it's as good as a Han Solo film. Could or should be, because it, even in my opinion, I'm going like, well, the most epic like chapters of Han Solo's life are after he meets Luke Skywalker. Right. So, like, you know, he can't be this like super, like, like yeah. Let the 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 stories probably by its by necessity need to be smaller, bore. You can't have a epic pre, yeah,
0: bigger than New Hope,
1: right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so you know, maybe that was always the bind they were in. Um, and now we got rumors of a solo thing possibly on Disney Plus.
0: The Adventures of Han Solo. It's yeah, maybe
1: sure. something I don't know. Other characters. I, I certainly the way that movie ends, similar to, um, you know, Far From Home. It's like it begged a lot of questions, and you know, with the reappearance of Darth Maul and the whole what happened with the love interest, and you know, just the possibilities of this criminal organization that you could have as a you know something really cool that Han and Chewie are dealing with. I mean, I don't know, um, but yeah, Feige turning over there, again, speaking of begging questions, it is just sort of like, well, what if he gets either kicked up or suddenly is shunted over to Lucasfilm? Or, forget, he doesn't have to become part of the Lucasfilm brain trust. It's just suddenly, oh my god, Kevin, this movie you made made a billion dollars, so we we, we won another one in two years, and it's like, well, to make it as good as that, I gotta put time and effort into it, but... I got to oversee the Disney plus shows and I got to oversee what's going on with the Marvel this, and then all the ancillary things that I'm sure he still has input in. You were talking about like that damage control thing that, right. I'm sure Feige had some input into that. I'm sure that every time you're going to have some kind of, um, uh, use of these characters in some way that's has, you know, wide dissemination. He's going to have input. And, well, <laughs> what, what happens then? Um, do, it does, I don't think I've really heard of too many people who are necessarily his, like, successor types. Like, you know, here's this assistant, here's this clutch guy. Right. Um, although I think there is something, I think he has one who's uh, who's been mentioned a few times, but even then it just feels like, you know. You wonder how he does it all and then how you can add yeah. more to his plate.
0: Yeah, this will be interesting. He's uh, like a diehard Marvels fan. And he actually started out doing a couple of Fox
1: X-Men movies. Okay, let me let me clarify that for Cla- you, Brother Cla- Ben. Clair- Cla- clarify it is this. The no, but, tr- here's the yeah. truth. The truth is he has, an, he has an interview where he specifically states that he didn't read Marvel comics as a kid. He did take on production for them. He was working with Avi Arad, in other words, for, like you said, for those, um, for Marvel productions before they became their own studio. Yeah. And he did a lot of research on those characters. And he and, worked with Fox too, and right? That, exactly. Yeah. For Daredevil, Electra, all those things. Which again, I always like to bring that up. Now everyone says, well, you know, there was a different... It's like, like, look, he doesn't like... He, regardless of what the circumstances were, Kevin Feige has produced some shitty Marvel movies. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, but I think uh, I think the point is though he now with a lot of years and experience under yes. his belt,
1: he's become the Kevin Feige we know. To 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 a certain degree, um, you could say the those failures informed him moving worked, forward.
0: Yeah. yeah. So people are are like, because he needed that kind of time and in- incubation into. Mm-hmm the mcu uh that he won't have that for star wars that some people are a little bit afraid that like mm. they respect him they love him they think he would do, will do a great job but because he doesn't have like the 20 30 years of like right growing up in marvel mm-hmm. that he did starting with fox and and his you know mentors or whatever and
1: now jumping him into a complete something that completely is a different
0: new, a different universe that is different different vibes that he actually might not do well he's not in his element yeah you know you, you everyone is
1: like assuming oh yeah he'll just go in there and like you know bull in a china shop bust that up into the right but way not and
0: necessarily
1: yeah it yeah. very you're you are 100 correct jonathan um Thank you. we're gonna call it, that's what that's what we're gonna call that's what we're gonna call it from you from now on. 100 100 correct jonathan um uh, moving on to <laughs> another uh, topic of discussion is something we watched right before the uh, <clears throat> right before the uh, uh, the beginning of the recording session here. Uh, the long anticipated Birds of Prey trailer drops, and John had not seen it. I had seen it. Um, it's it's been out for like over a week at least, and um. I'm just—I'm just, I'm just going to tell you how I felt about it, uh, and I pretty much echoes what John said to me after he had seen it, which was, um, "Well, I'll preface this: I hate Harley Quinn. I'm biased. I don't like the character. I have never liked the character, and I like the fan reaction to her even even less." <laughs> The people who hold her up as something, as, you know, the people who like that relation, who don't seem to get that that is an insanely toxic relationship, that there's nothing cute or funny about this character. She is the cabana girl for a serial killer. Point blank. That she's kooky, has a kooky voice, and, you know, this very forced, you know, everything about it is forced to me. Mm Mm-hmm doesn't change that so i don't feel sympathetic towards her i don't find her interesting um and you know she's one of these characters that you know then suddenly they you know they inject her into the comics too and it's one of these deals where they have to prop her up so like you know there are issues where harley quinn you know is taking on Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin—all and you know—and like just handling them, and I'm going like, no,
0: all at the same time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's just you know, and then and then there's just this other stuff that's like, you know, what the real appeal is, in my opinion, and it's all sex appeal. That's what it comes down to. The character has been the character was oddly sexualized right from the start in the Bruce Timm original Batman '90s series. You know what I mean? There's a lot of double entendre stuff in there that like, it's like, no, even a kid can absolutely know what the hell that's all about. And like, you know, oh, she's, ooh, she's bisexual. She has a relationship with uh, Poison Ivy too. It's like, oh man, come on. Like, this is like, this is old 40 year old white dude, guys who write comics, like ultimate fantasy stuff. It's just so, uh, so like, I'm not predisposed to like Harley Quinn in the first place. I, I don't think Suicide Squad is as anywhere near as bad the film that people make it out to be. I am a huge fan of the Suicide Squad from the comics. Oh. And they put her in there just because she was a popular character. Yeah, Both in the comics and then in the movie. And so she, I feel that she's superfluous. So here now is, as John pointed out, they're using the title Birds of Prey. But, you know, you watch that trailer. It's a Harley Quinn movie. Pretty much. Pretty much, and and look, I get it. and let it be a
0: Harley Quinn movie. But,
1: she's a popular character, but of but course. I they're birds going.
0: A to... prey was a group, you know exactly. Yeah.
1: And she's yeah. So yeah, for any diehards from the comics, it doesn't reflect that, and it doesn't reflect a lot. Like first off, it just looks. It doesn't look that interesting.
0: I have to say, aside from like the the visual effects and like maybe some of the outfits she's wearing and everyone's wearing, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that was that was pretty good and, and impressive, but the actual spirit of the acting, like there was no, nothing really was being conveyed. It was very subdued. It was very yeah, lackluster. It's kind of and, flat. Yeah. And, and I'm like, where's the psychodramatics? You know, there I didn't really feel that. Um,
1: maybe some of the visuals, you know, they had that like her doing up, obviously some sort of gloss on diamond, you know, Marilyn Monroe diamonds on a girl, best friend. And they're obviously trading on the fact that, America loves Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah. And this is a popular character. Obviously, this movie is going to be more about
0: the effects and the action than it is the acting. You know, and that's not to put the actress down at all. But obviously, they're 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 riding a hundred percent on the
1: visual. And it doesn't seem that. I don't think it seems that deep. And
0: it is not that deep.
1: Yeah, you know. Oh, she's away from the Joker again and some other criminal guy apparently has a not just some other in it's it's a character from the comics who and this is the other thing there is a there is a definitely a feeling of this as i told john i said this is thoroughly in the suicide squad vein vein of of DCEU movies here's a, which is interesting because like i think that you have man of steel batman v superman and suicide squad that's definitely like the old originals, what they wanted the DC Universe movies to be. And for a variety of reasons, that didn't quite, you know, uh, resonate as much as they wanted. The Wonder Woman movie was still very, very much in the old vein. I don't care what anyone says. It has some slight, like, maybe lighter Marvel-esque touches, but it's only a small course correction. It's thoroughly in, like, that, you know, the... Basically, it's called, you know, Snyder Aesthetics and Styling and all the rest. And, I mean, he did the story. Um, obviously, he he cast Gal Gadot. Then we get Aquaman. The lesson about Justice League, of course, obviously, is a, that's another fiasco. But Aquaman is thoroughly a Marvel-style movie. Shazam, despite the weird monster stuff in it, definitely pushing wanting to be a much lighter in tone very heavy on the humor marvel type movie but this seems a throwback to suicide squad even with it's like kooky humor because suicide squad had black comedy elements yeah. and you, you watch this and it definitely has that um so i'm just kind of wondering i'm just wondering why knowing that the fan had such a this reaction to the older style why make another movie that in my opinion looks and feels and like sounds. You
0: might be going back to
1: that. Right. And and not even and and going back to that and then not even doing the things that those movies did so very well because uh, say what you want, I mean, the costuming in those three movies is impeccable. I don't care what anyway, even Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, you know, those characters many of them look ripped right from the comics. And if they didn't, they looked like very good real world versions of those characters. They were good interpretations or adaptions, even if they weren't like straightly ripped from the books. Here, I'm telling you, these characters, there's Cassandra Kane, She's a version of Batgirl, looks nothing, sounds nothing, acts nothing like it. You got Huntress, you got Renee Montoya. The villain is a character uh, named Roman Sionis, who is, or Sionis, I forget. It. I don't know the proper pronunciation because guess what? Guess what, people? I've only read it for, like, 40 years in comics. I've never actually heard anyone, like, actually say it other than me reading it. But that character is a character called Black Mask, who is this guy who has this disfigured face. You know, he's a Batman villain. Obviously, he's got to have some... But, like, that's Ewan McGregor's character. And, like, doesn't look like for the majority of this movie, he's... Uh, black mask it looks like he's just the regular like crime lord just
0: good old
1: good looking you and mcgregor Gregor, there you go and uh and by and not only that he also looks i don't uh, john did you see <laughs> did you see rocket man yeah you yeah. saw rocket man? if you watch the trailer again tell me he doesn't kind of give off a Taryn edgerton as elton john kind of vibe
0: yeah, His glasses
1: bit, yeah. and the style of it dress is kind of like, it's like, why are you Elton John circa 1978? Uh, <laughs> <coughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super excited. I wasn't to begin with because it was Harley Quinn and I'm not, I'm, you know, maybe my bias is showing, but I just felt, eh. Yeah. Today's the fourth, the Joker movie. From Warner Brothers, opened on the 3rd, starring Joaquin Phoenix, uh, directed by Todd Phillips. Now, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. You haven't. Ed hasn't. Um, Now, there is some controversy around this film. uh, Because there are a lot of critics who are... Disappointed, right? No, no. People are... People are saying somewhat similar to what you what you were talking about with the female characters before. They're saying this is a there are good performances this is a well made Fumi movie I'm not sure about the message and given today's world and certain things that have happened and certain online phenomenon they're like do we really want a movie that makes you sympathize with a cold hearted killer who isn't just like, it's funny. The whole thing about the Joker, it's like, Oh, he's psychotic. And then it's like, so often he's presented as someone who has a deep philosophical. It's not psychotic. It's not psychotic. It's almost like the psych, the psychotic part is almost a cover for his deep critique of humanity and society. And if we look at certain violent phenomenon of the last 15 years or so we are dealing with you know as you said an overwhelmingly male cohort of criminals mm-hmm. who are striking back against a society um because of the resentments that they have for a very number of things there's the Variety. incel mm-hmm. the incel uh, you know phenomenon um obviously you know there's a right-wing politics racial stuff that's in there And here comes this movie about the most well-known supervillain in the world. And they kind of want to make you very empathetic towards him. They want you to feel sympathy for the forces that turned him into this. And, you know, some reviewers even said, like, am I supposed to feel a catharsis once he finally turns and is killing people? Um, I think it might be, you know, the, there are these, uh, allusions to taxi driver or Martin Scorsese actually is producing it. Um, and some people are very, you know, uneasy about it, given the, given, you know, the, the, um, the climate and there's some people that are complaining about that. It was like, ah, oh, you're just getting, you know, and I'm going like, look in a can you honestly blame anyone for thinking that in a world where literally...
0: Well, hey, you, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, the unfortunate events of, on 9-11. And they had a lot of movies and imagery coming out right after 9-11 that- with the Twin Towers. And people had to make decisions at that moment. Mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe we have to delete the scene. Maybe we got to push this movie back a, a right. year from now because... Things are too hot. Things Emotions, are a little too hot. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, are people feeling that same
1: way about this Joker movie? I think that, you know, I think mm. that in a world, John, where the last time there was a Batman solo movie in the theaters, there was a mass shooting.
0: Right, I mean, right, people. Right, right. Can, Aurora, right? Yeah. Aurora.
1: Can we really not? expect someone to raise that not have some concerns not bring up the fact that you know the last time you know a batman you know it's come on this is it is i'm not i'm not saying one way or the other you know i think artistic freedom is very important i think that just because a film presents a character doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to be on his side. Maybe even right. if the film is the film's message, not necessarily like this. Just saying this is the character, and we're not sanctioning him morally one way or the other. We're just saying this is a movie. This is, but more yeah. even the story itself is saying this is his this is his journey. You don't have to like it. You don't have to you, agree with you it. You don't have to agree with it, but this is what formed him the way he is. And I would argue myself... You're saying, so we shouldn't boycott because of fear. Yeah, I mean, I under... But see, I also don't think we should look askance at people who are bringing that up. Right. And as an old school comic hand, um, here's the truth. The truth is the sort of for many years the de facto origin of the joker was alan moore's killing joke regardless of what anyone else says about it let's be honest before anyone read any interviews with alan moore before the before the 90s before when i was a kid i remember it was always a big deal um i had a friend who he had he had a a bigger collection of comics than you know when i was starting out i'm talking like Eight nine years old, John. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> he had a bigger collection, if you know what I mean. He needed bigger Mylar bags. <laughs> Couldn't find them. Anyway, um he um uh, First Edition. <laughs> 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 he um he had he had Killing Joke, and it was always like a special thing if I could like it, like, oh, can I borrow it? Man, I want to read it. Because it is a incredibly well done story. The art is fantastic. Alan Moore was at the height of his powers. And that is like the like straight up pure unadulterated Joker. And in that story, the origin of him, which more basically called from like the continuity, he didn't really invent anything new. He just put a slightly different spin on events and they make the character sympathetic Now, the Joker has often, you know, the out is, well, he's an unreliable narrator. He, you know, this, whatever that story was being told, whatever that point of view, uh, he's even said in the, like, I sometimes I remember my past one way or another. Dude, sorry not to interrupt you, but you know what this show needs? What? We need to do an episode
0: on, like, something like this with, like, with, like, a psychologist.
1: Oh yeah, no. That'd I would, be cool. That I would, would love to cool have episode, more right? more academic people on the show if only we knew them. <laughs> but um Sorry. like Sorry. in the in that Alan Moore story basically it's like well the idea is that the Joker it's similar to probably a lot of the origins that you're already familiar with from like the Batman 1989 yeah. or Mask of the Phantasm or, you know, so on yeah, and
0: my, so far. Yeah. My big introduction to the Joker is the Michael Keaton. Right. Uh, Where in that Batman one, you know, Batman. they switch the things, Bat- they make him yeah. the
1: murderer of the Waynes and then like Batman, um, you know, there's a slip and he falls into the chemicals. Well, it's different in the origin. And again, in that killing joke, which was again, like I said, the kind of the de facto origin for, 20 30 years, wherein he is a sort of a down on his luck guy. All right, so you know, parallels obviously they're drawing from some of that stuff for this Joker movie. Who was kind of a failed stand up comedian, and he had worked, he had a certain brilliance in chemical engineering and stuff like that. And he had a wife, an expectant baby. And he's desperate to be this great stand-up comedian. Um, he's failing at it, he needs money, the wife is pregnant. He gets involved with this this criminal operation, and basically the idea was, Oh, you know, there all these supervillains are showing up in Gotham because Batman's just starting his career. And they come up with this idea called the Red Hood, the Red Hood Gang. And the basic idea would be like, oh, well, you know, this guy, we give this hood with this cape to who to a different person and we commit crimes with no rhyme or reason. And the truth is, it's because, like, it's, it's a different guy. It's, it's a, a different and it's decoy and it's a different guy every time. Yeah. What it really was is they were setting up patsies, Right. So they get him involved in this crime, you know, that he's supposed to, you know, break into this chemical plant, I think a place where he had worked. And then it was like, um, you're in and he's doing it for the wife. He's doing it for the wife. And then suddenly in the one day, everything goes to crap. The wife dies um, because of a faulty uh, bottle heating thing or something. Like she gets electrocuted. Really? Wow. And the wife is dead. The baby's dead. And he's like, the only reason I did this was for that. And then the mobsters are like, there's no backing out. You're still doing this job. He ends up doing the job. In the middle of the job, he's got the red hood thing on. So his face is completely covered. So Batman doesn't have an idea who this guy was before. It's not like he recognizes. Boom, Batman shows up. He is so scared, so frightened at, you know, during the, during, during, as Batman stopping the, 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 robbery, he falls over into the vat of acid and then he, Batman isn't able to, you know, stop him from, 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 from falling. He gets washed out of the, you know, like through a drainage system, like, you know, into the bay. He wakes up and when he gets out, you know, he looks at his reflection in the water and just everything crashes in on him at that one moment that everything that has he happened he starts laughing and he starts laughing that my, and the and the joker is born and it's this guy who just like my life's a joke everyone's life is a joke look at look at the look at the look at the ridiculousness of of what brought me to this point and then thus is born batman's greatest nemesis blah 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 okay but that story has some sympathy to it That story has some understanding to it, and I don't know. I mean, like, see
0: a wife and kid in the preview,
1: right? Yeah, they're going for something different here, and I mean, there are and there are also questions of what is this about? You know, what is this movie talking about in terms of how it's presenting people with mental health issues? Um, Again, there's a sort of like, well, is this a rise up and? Throughout the elites thing, because it is it's all about this guy who's like, you know, the state has failed him. Uh, we're dealing with the like mental a mental failed, failed him, health. exactly. And, you know, and. Sounds like me. And he gets <laughs> a little bit of Joker in everybody. <laughs> hey, 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 Mr. Joker, Tom Holland here. Listen, I don't know if you and Batman could just sit down and let like, figure this out. <laughs> I think we could, you know. He's yeah? a
0: psychopath.
1: <laughs> Wait, you look—you look kind of familiar, kid.
0: <laughs> There's no negotiating There's no tears.
1: Um, so I don't—I—I I don't know. I'm. Let me put it this way: I'm 100% want to see this. Uh, you know, apparently it's really, really well done, and if Phoenix is a powerhouse performer, um, I think it raises other questions it of looks what. F- yeah.
0: Crazy. Yeah.
1: Now here's the question: How does what are the, I think that this is. An interesting thing, because I think it tells you what Warner Brothers is doing with DC. And it comes down to this. They're doing DC the way DC is in the comics. And I know people are going, no, they're not. All right. Put your pitchforks down. I know. And the torches. I know what this is. (sighs) Let me finish before you start burn me at the stake here. I mean that they're doing it as DC Comics in the sense of this. Marvel has always had a much... Well not to serious Marvel has always had a much more focused continuity. Um yes, they've, they've had, had a broad a, They, they yes, have a broad appeal though. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Cro- but, as but, you said, for a right, I'm talking about the comics though. Yeah, yeah. And it's this sense. Marvel comics has always had a very like yeah, they've had their alternate futures and, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's a Marvel multiverse. But to be honest, it's always okay, so been just focused on one Earth, one universe. Pretty linear. And yeah, it's very straightforward. DC, because it was around for longer periods, because by the time Marvel had come along, they had already been in, you know, their continuity actually technically stretched out to 1938. Right. They did their reboots and differences, in the, and so... By the time literally the 60s showed up, they were already into like, here's Earth 1, here's one Earth lifetime, 2, yeah. here's Earth 4, you know, and so on and so forth. A multiverse with multiple interpretations of these characters, multiple continuities. And I kind of think that that's their approach. I think that they're going, yeah, it doesn't, you know, Marvel, let Marvel's approaches here are the Marvel movies. Now here's the Marvel streaming shows. Like originally for a long time, remember it was like, oh, the Netflix shows are definitely in the continuity. Now that's kind of, uh, we don't really know whether that's true or not. But definitely now they're like, no, 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 definitely the Disney Plus shows are in continuity with the movies. It's all one thing. Whereas it seems Warner Brothers are going like, DC has always been like a billion different universes. So let there be the CW shows and then let there be the man of steel you know wonder woman movie aquaman birds of prey suicide squad dc movie universe but we also have one-offs like the joker we'll have alternative universe takes on this thing or that thing or whatever um really multiverse it up because i don't think in any way you can fit this version of the joker into any of the previous movies that have come out yet so far Um, and I don't know how you're going to fit it into movies going forward. I do. You? I mean, like we've got, we've cast Robert Patterson as Ben Affleck's replacement. And, you know, and whenever that movie is actually going to get made, (laughs) I mean, it is going to get made. It just seems to be moving really, really slowly. Um, but they have cast other people. It's getting made, but like, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is going to be the Joker. The timelines don't even match up because that, Movie seems to take place in the '80s. This Joker film seems to be early '80s.
0: It looks like it could be '80s, yeah.
1: And like, yeah, Pattinson is a really young Batman in comparison to, to to Phoenix, who I think is is if not fifty already, is closing in on it. So I, but I do think that this is what they're gonna. I think they're just gonna say, I think the fans either won't care or the ones that do will figure it out, and you know, let's 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 have at it which i get the downside but i think the upside is also for me as a fan i get a little more variety i mean you're never i don't think you're gonna see a logan from marvel studios but i think that this joker film is in that vein i think that you can like that's what they're gonna go for i don't i mean that's just me that's just that that's just how i see it I think they did this
0: build up with the Justice League and they got this all-star cast and it wasn't as good as they wanted, well, but then they did, then they did a solo Aquaman and I was like, oh my God. That's a billion God. dollar movie. Wonder Woman's so, got, yeah. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's. So I think they will, I think the strategy is to just make strong one-offs or, you know, single character focus. And,
1: and, and I think, uh, I do still think that the team ups and stuff are going to happen. Yeah. I just But they're they're not putting all their eggs in that basket anymore. Probably like. not. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. But at the same time, you know, Avengers Endgame money, if they like if we could do that, if we could do half that. I mean come on, that. you know we can do half Avengers wow, Endgame what, money.
0: What is uh end game money now, today? Is that like two billion? I think or it's something?
1: like two billion, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Ooh. like
0: no yeah. wonder why everyone wants Yeah, exactly. To it's you. like
1: people are like they but, rush toward for greed and it's like <laughs> yeah, they're a big corporation. Of course, they rush towards it for greed. Would do would you, um, I don't know. Is there anything uh, off the top of your head you want to cover?
0: Off the top of my head, um, no. Other than when are we going to do a Dragon Ball Z show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no news. And there's there's not, no I news. mean, there's a there's a there's a cult fan base, but it's not. I guess it's not that big of a fan base for you to want to cover. I don't know.
1: I, look, look, I have a, I, I. If anything, I have a minor in Dragon Ball Z studies. A minor. I'm not ever going to pretend like I'm the ultra uber uber fan, mostly because for everything in it that I like. Uh, <laughs> you sound constipated, John. Uh, right. Over 9,000. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of. There are also a lot of issues. As I've always said, I come to drag- Miguel. <laughs> you gotta look deep down inside yourself, and they you find the power to beat Frieza. You gotta but, believe in yourself, Miguel. But John, Kai,
0: Bull, you gotta look deep down inside yourself, and they you find the power to beat Frieza.
1: Hold, hold on, John, Kai. I want to eat a lot of noodles. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, may, maybe,
0: John. I don't know. I mean, it could be. We'll, could we'll... just do an, a five-minute segment where I do all the voices. I
1: could do that. <laughs> John, John, honestly, John, um, have you ever seen um, Hakuto no Ken, a.k.a. Fist of the North Star? No. Okay. All right. See, there... <laughs> um. It's, it's pretty, I think a lot of people like graduated from DBZ to Fist of the North Star. Basically, it's like, oh, this is giving me everything I want from DBZ. It's just as goofy and over the top, but it's like way more more violent.
0: Oh, and violent.
1: And yes, and there's some pretensions at some, 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 some depth and philosophy in it as well. But it is just like, I'll, I'm going to blow John's mind. I'll, I'll show him. I'll show him yeah. some 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 fists of the North Star uh, when we go off the air. I can't think of anything else. On the um, I think that Ed's oxygen is probably. I mean, um, uh, I'm I'm sure Ed will eventually will Maybe come back.
0: Do, an, do a cell phone addendum <laughs> to this.
1: I think. Uh, I think Ed. Um, I think after after the next episode, we're definitely going to ask him what he thinks about that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried. I think we will have to do that. <laughs> Not saying there's anything to do at all with the fact that it's just me and John here today. I'm just saying, like, you know, that Ryan Reynolds film was a very harrowing tale of uh, human survival under the uh, most strenuous of circumstances. Sure, um, <laughs> but if there is nothing else, I think that wraps up this yeah. episode. Um, as always, a lot of fun. Uh, we got into a lot of different things here. Um, I'm always, I agree with you. I think we needed some more academics on board. Uh, I still want to do, um, uh, uh, uh Pastor Tim Keller. If you're out there, please come on the show. A debate. We'd, we'd like to, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 debate me, <laughs> debate, the debate exi- me, <laughs> debate me for the existence of Superman. <laughs> if Superman is all powerful, then he cannot be all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, as always, this is a lot of fun. We don't know what the next issue's uh, uh, episode of this is going to be. Uh, we were. Here's the truth Ed's not here because he's a homeowner and he's having issues with his home. He even had to sacrifice going to uh, New York Comic Con, uh, which he had registered Whoa. and was going to go for, but unfortunately could not do. New York Comic Con is happening this weekend. You uh, we know it's
0: serious if he skipped out on Comic-Con. Yeah, it is it's It serious. is. It
1: is very serious. Anyone out there who's a homeowner, I'm not going to get into it, but Ed's got some issues. And anyone out there who goes to Comic-Con <laughs> knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's funny. I, I took the train over here. Normally, Ed you know, picks me up from my place and drives us here, so I had to take the train. And there was this girl today. I'm on the train, and I'd forgotten Comic-Con was on. And I'm going like, that is an odd outfit for this girl to wear. She had this black turtleneck that was, like, also just came right under her boobs. She had a super bare midriff. She had, like, this utility belt thing on, and I'm going, I'm going, like, where the fuck is this woman going? And then as she was leaving, she's getting off at 36th Street here in Brooklyn, um, and trans- had to transfer to a different, I was transferring for here, because I had to Girl, come here. if you're hearing
0: this Miguel's single... <laughs> and he's looking and he's very thirsty <laughs> he's very very he's a good thirsty. guy he's handsome smart knowledgeable in pop culture but like here's and, the deal uh, here's yeah.
1: the deal well yeah maybe we could because i'm going like like oh this girl is just asking for like stairs, and then i realized she was in kim possible cosplay because she obviously was going to new york comic con
0: Hey, sorry to be uh, our friend that was on the show before. It is not cosplay. It's cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Correction. Correction.
1: I'm a character actor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, the the opinions
0: shout out shout out to you know what I'm not naming names but you know that was just a little tongue in
1: cheek uh, no, no diss Shut, no diss the opinions of Jonathan Vergara do not reflect to be continued or to the continued corporation uh, <laughs> as always thank you for spending time we always appreciate it please like and subscribe uh, shout out as always to Jonathan Vergara for providing the facilities here at that's Pancake me <laughs> uh shout out to friend of the show matt Sulkowski, who is always doing great work with our youtube channel uh next time hopefully ed will be here and if not uh maybe we'll make this a regular deal maybe we don't need Ed anymore maybe you know? we don't maybe uh, uh, uh you know uh, maybe he's uh. gonna come in here the way rutger howard did in batman begins and find out that uh you know uh, you'll you'll be my you'll be my uh, morgan freeman and you'll be like, didn't you get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> so, the memo? from Pancake Studios, I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, To, to Be, be continued. continued. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinued, a fanboy podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter.